Liberate, the podcast where we explore what it means to live a life of deep liberation and unbridled pleasure in love, life, and business. My name's Lauren Becker. Nothing is off limits here. Get ready to come alive in full-bodied, wildly enriching, soul-aligned possibility. This is your permission to liberate. We are recording. <laughs> Welcome back to the Liberate Podcast. I am here today with Beck Craig from the Fun Mom Club. This woman is absolutely incredible. We met, um, gosh, I think it, it would be back in 2012, nearly 10 years, Beck. Wow. <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Uh we started out together in the personal training industry and throughout that time Beck has transitioned into she is just a complete activator she works in per, uh, network marketing she helps mums ambitious mums who want to regain an income and uh, their confidence and their growth and really just allow th- themselves to bloom I feel and come back alive again yeah. I almost get this sense back with what you do. It's I know that you target mums, but I feel the we were just talking about this before the call, like the absolute impact of every single woman on this planet with what you do and the the permission slip that you are for women around body confidence around personal growth around financial growth as well which is something that I want to chat with you today about on the podcast uh and also just living your best life (laughs) really that's what it is so thank you for coming on I'm really really excited to chat with you (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) um so first and foremost I would love to know what liberation means to you? Liberation is backing yourself. It is the word confidence, but I think everyone kind of goes, I have to be confident before I can be X, Y, Z. And maybe I have to be confident before I'm liberated, but actually it's the road to confidence that is liberating, right? Mm. So I think a lot of us go, we need to have this result. And this is why I guess, you know, we started in personal training and we, start, we were in bikini body challenges. We were teaching people yeah. how to lose weight, how to look great in a bikini. And for everything that that was worth, it was absolutely fabulous. And we saw, I don't know about you, but you know, I saw a lot of people achieve these amazing results and build belief during that process, but then go back to old habits. Mm. And so for me, I dove into diet mindset coaching after that. And it was all around the impact of like self-love and self-belief and there was a part of me all the time every single time we did that 12-week challenges it was like we're missing something here and it was a while ago so it was before this real awakening in the coaching space 
Yeah. Um, it was before the health and fitness industry and the wellness industry is what it is now, where, where there's a lot of body confident personal trainers. There's a lot less stigma. There's a lot more people who don't have the genetically profiled perfectly body sharing health and wellness and creating a new narrative. And what that does is it, cre- it liberates people. You know, and I don't see any difference between being liberated with your relationship with food and exercise to money and abundance. It's liberating when you stand inside your alignment and alignment is just knowing who you are and not being confused by what society tells you that you should be. So it's going, I really like the color pink, but society has been telling me for a long time I'm supposed to like red. So I've been standing and wearing red. But you know what? I really don't like it. So there's a part of me that's like really quite confused, maybe a bit gaslit if we want to use that kind of term. Um, But you know what's going to be really liberating when I can confidently choose the color pink, which is super basic. But it's it's the it's the 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 steps and the belief in between that liberates you from your misery, from your pain, whatever that looks like, whether that looks like you being on a diet or whether that looks like you having a financial empowerment and a bank balance that stays completely um, in overflow without sabotage. So Mm. liberation is just knowing who, it's knowing who you are, but it's learning who you are along the process. Because I tell you this, you will never be completely 100% liberated and life will be perfect. Like get that result idea out of your head, but you will feel liberated every time you do something that will build your confidence just that little bit more. Do you feel like that can lead to more consistent liberation yep because you become more comfortable and more confident in you deserving that space Mm. um now you mentioned something about diet and i know that you're anti-diet and pro-health yeah so talk to me about that and how that because all the pieces that you just mentioned you know financial abundance dieting exercise you know they kind of are seemingly unrelated totally And uh, I would really love to unpick how these all tie together. So first and foremost, yeah, talk to me about your perspective of anti-dieting and and pro-health and what that actually is. Yeah. So anti-diet sounds like a little bit of hate, right? (laughs) I don't, I am one of those people that did diet for a very long time. I had an eating disorder when I was younger in my teens. And then I fell into dieting, which is this really socially acceptable way of being restricted, depleted, mm. um, controlled, but it, it's socially acceptable, right? Like I think one week I've only ate gherkins and rollerbladed to my work every single morning and afternoon. And I, thought, I know, like, isn't it stupid? But, I, but everyone was like, oh, you look really great. Like this result, you must be so happy. Oh, my God. Yeah, celebrating yeah. it. Celebrating like, it. Like, Yeah. So for me, dieting, and you can follow a diet. So this is where I really want to get clear. You can follow a diet, permission slip, and you can still lose weight and you can be liberated, right? Would you call it a diet? Would you call it a plan? Like I I only ask because for me, when I think of a diet, I just think of, you know, like eating Greek food is, you know, what what's your diet? When someone asks you what your diet is, usually the response is like, oh, I'm vegan or I eat seafood <laughs> or I, you know, I, it's yeah. like, oh, what does my diet actually consist of? Whereas now when I think of what you're saying, for me, it kind of feels more of like, oh, what's my food plan kind of yeah, thing. Totally. 
And so for someone like yourself and me, we've done the work. We see, di- we see a diet as an abundant way to eat food and enjoy life, right? I think when you're dieting and you're following and you're counting and you're restricting and you're, I can't have this, I can have this only in these windows, which all that stuff becomes so laid and so um, contradicting after a while. So not only are we psychologically deplete, like, like we're psychologically like really um, uh, destroying a little bit about how we see food. So it's all the relationships. So dieting, I don't know if you know this, but there's a guy that based Ansel Keys, he did a really unethical um, uh, research back in the 1950s, I believe. It was just after the war and they put um, 39 sound, healthy living men on a diet of 1,200 calories a day. Now, the reason why they chose 1,200 calories is because 1,200 calories was, or maybe it was 1,500 for men and 1,200 for women, which is what we follow when we go on a diet to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So 1,500 for men and 1,200 for women, um, they starved them because that was the amount of calories they gave people in concentration camps. So Ansel Keys was trying to find out what the psychological um, experience and the psychological outcomes would be when you starve the body. Like, what does that happen? Mm-hmm. What happens there? And so they went in and they were like, Mar- they, they had posters of Marilyn Monroe. They were very like, you know, their sexual, um, like testosterone and things like that was all very healthy. Everything was sound. They were volunteers as well. And they went in and then they obviously depleted themselves. They found basically during the starvation process, these men were drinking between six to 12 cups of coffee a day because they were trying to like get their like, um you know boost obviously their energetic intake they were um they they started to really sacrifice their sexual desires so they became obsessive around food so they were actually um they replaced posters of uh Marilyn Monroe with posters of food (gasps) yeah it's total torture (gasps) they're obsessed with food because they couldn't have it and then in the refeed process I know a lot of them like had psychological episodes a lot like 50 I think it's like 80 percent of them chewed their fingernails one of them tried to cut his finger like huge amount of things when we when we starve our body right and but we know when we reduce and we created calorie deficient our body loses weight and somewhere along the lines we've been taught that if we look a particular way we're going to be happy and that's okay like this is just the way marketing and everything has gone on and trust me like we were chatting before I'm I love marketing. I think it's amazing. But what I really want to do, and this is what I did in the beginning of my I quit diets phase, is I was telling everyone to quit diets, you know, quit diets, embrace everything. And for me, I think it's fabulous when people can start to tune into intuition. But we, but for me, my progression has been how can we reteach people? How can we re-educate them? And I do that with the health hub. Obviously, we have we have abundance inside of a diet space right so we're not telling people you have to eat this amount of calories we're not telling people you have to plate up a particular way we're saying to them these we're educating on some level and then saying follow it tune into intuition here's some holistic stuff as well like we're giving them a lot of abundant information for them to live an abundant healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. so that is a diet you're following a diet of some sort but what I find is that when people can follow 95% of a diet that is full of all the good stuff that we're supposed to eat, and you can, you know, you probably know this from clean eating laws, 
you can eat a lot of food, like a lot of food and lose weight. You can eat a lot of food, but when you feel like you have to say no to certain things or you're starting to psychologically restrict yourself, even though you're eating lots, I remember I was the thinnest, I was the fittest when I ate the most calories every single day. It was very clean, but I was a personal trainer. It was very clean food. Psychologically, I felt like I was missing out all the time. And for a personality like mine, like I'm all about like energy and exercise and um, fun and all that sort of stuff. But for me, that diet didn't suit my personality. Mm. And so I didn't feel abundant. And I, you know, that would cause issues in my relationship and all that sort of stuff. And it was quite funny at the time, I actually was, the healthiest and fittest I've ever been, but I was lacking money because I was in that initial phase of personal training. And so that was actually causing that lack over there, even though I'd kind of like sort this one out a little bit, that one was like doing it. So for me, dieting is actually a relationship that you have with whatever it is that's there. And we're either all or nothing. So what I like to sort of, I guess, sprinkle and spread is that you don't have to wait for the result to start moving through. Like you don't have to wait for your weight to be off you for you to start loving your body. Mm. You don't have to wait to have $50,000 in the bank and have that abundance to be grateful for what you've got. Mm. That makes any sense. Totally. And it it almost takes me to, there's a a couple of things that I want to um, uh, highlight with what you've said, but it almost just kind of always brings me back to, the very first thing that I remember hearing in this space, and this was for me, was you don't have to wait to climb the mountain. You don't have to wait to lose weight to climb the mountain. Like yeah. climb the mountain and your body will naturally, or go to the gym and your body will naturally, you don't have to wait to lose weight to go to the gym. I remember hearing so many people who would say, and I used to also be like this, Yeah, would say, um, Oh, I can't, I can't go to the gym. I'm not fit enough. Yeah. And it's the very reason why we do those things, you know? So it's like, actually do the things anyway. Don't let that stop you. And then you'll find that the byproduct will be what it is that, you know, the physical element of it, essentially. Yeah. And Um, a lot of us just have like a a poor relationship with that particular thing. So, you know, if you can grasp this concept, which is if you can sit there and like, um, if you can close your eyes and kind of think about your body and you think about your little toe and you go, I can accept my little toe. I can actually approve of my little toe. Actually, I can love my little toe. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no difference between you loving your little toe and loving your wrinkles or your cellulite or your fat. It's just the story that we've been led to believe that makes us feel shame or guilt. And when you can become awake to that conversation with yourself, you can go, oh yeah, cool. But when you can then change that awareness to approval, to love, that's when you'll feel liberated. You don't have to change to feel liberated. And if you want to change, you can still be liberated. Like it's just that story. You know, it's the same story with, should I have abundance, like money, financial abundance. Like I see money as such a resource. I see where I, for me, the reason why they connect is because of the two experiences I had. I was lacking in self-love with one and I kind of healed it, but then it shifted over here. And I was like, actually, this is self-love and this is congruent. And this is like, makes sense because I can sabotage my body or I can sabotage my bank account. Mm -hmm. And it's all just about my worthiness. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think that's really important for, for people as well. You know, um, some of the, the really powerful areas of life that I've really seen hold, hold essentially our worth is our money, sex, and well, I'm going to say they're the two main ones. Um, money, sex, and the body, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so our relationship with all of those things will literally bring to the surface, the almost like the gunk that we haven't been wanting to, to look at essentially. So I love that you made that translation. Like that's, that's, that's powerful. I think that's really, really huge. Um, how within that Beck, would you say, because it's easy to be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to choose it. And is it really that easy? Do you know what I mean? Like what, I feel like there's almost like a little bit of a gap between what does that initial decision look like? Because I'm sure people listening to this maybe have some body stuff online or even some financial stuff online and they're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to choose to, to be abundant or I'm going to choose to love my body. Yeah. And so what does that actually look like and what comes up along the way to doing that? Because I feel like that and what we're taught about that, um, and I know that this is not what, what you do, but what we're taught about these, these things is like we can just kind of click our fingers, choose it, almost like a diet pill, take it, and then all of a sudden it'll be fixed. But yeah. actually it's a, like there's a conscious, consistent process to it that unearths. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love for you to share more around that with your experience as well. The process to that is messy, it's ugly, and it's going to stretch you and it's not going to work the first time you do it. So for me, the for me, it was a level of like, I somehow, I did, like back then, like, oh, like 10 or 12 years ago, there coaches weren't everywhere. You know, there wasn't a coach for this and a coach for that. So my sister came across a lady in Brisbane and her name is Kayla. She actually showed me the story of the 12, like the, Ansel Keys study that that study really like cracked open what the hell is going on you know um we have more conversations and bigger social media stuff around this stuff now um but her coaching was the first place that I was able to go like she asked me like and it was so liberating she asked me right now and I was 71 kilos and that was the worst thing that could ever happen to me I was 168 centimeters I should have weighed less and I should have done this and I should have done that she just said to me like can you accept yourself could you could you live the rest of your life happily if you were going to be 71 kilos for the rest of your life and I was like because I was in that place where I was ready to change I don't know how committed I was to it but I was ready for it and that's where a lot of people are I'm ready to change I don't know how Mm. have to be committed to do the work to get the liberation but do you know what it's okay if you're just ready and it's just the first layer like I think people think that there's this end result again it's not the end result it's the progress along the way that's who that's the person that you're going to become proud of Mm. and that's the person that you look in the mirror and you go shit yeah I did that um 
she says, you know, I just was like, yeah, I can. Like, I can. I actually can be happy. Like, if I, if someone held a gun to my head and they said, you have to be this weight for the rest of your life, can you like man up and kind of like just be happy? And for me, the answer was yes. And so I ask you, like, you know, if, if you're living in Western culture and you have every, you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table, you know, you might, you have a, you have a car that you can put petrol in, you have all this abundance or you have a body that is able and working and you physically like, and maybe it's not able and working, who knows, but you have a body right now. Can you live in it for the rest of your life? Can you live in your situation for the rest of your life? And if you can accept it and bring gratitude in there, you're going to be able to surrender a little bit to the process of how do I now take this from acceptance mm. and but you can body love yourself when you fucking hate your body. You can body love yourself when you're like, I'm a couple of kgs, like my, my clothes are tight and I don't like that. Mm. You know, you can, you can still accept and body love yourself when you're in that transition. It's just, you just can't stay stuck there. Like you can't, you, you know, if, if something is so painful for you that, you want to move forward, you've got to get into action to do that, you know, and that's not, hey, I'm just going to wake up and everything's going to be great. That's, I have to do these little steps, you know. Um, I know these are the two big areas of my life where I've seen these impact, where this impact has happened, but it's happened in my marriage. It's happened in my relationship with my parents. It's happened in my relationship with my kids. And I just have to ask my, like, and it's happened in those parts. And, you know, I've done the work in the financial, I've done the work in the body stuff and I've done work in my marriage and things like that too, around, um, you know, wanting to change some things. And the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time that I've tried to change this, like myself, it hasn't been received well, you know, and you have to go back and do it again, you know, and it's consistency. I'm very good at being consistent um I think you'll probably you know I'm consistent on social media I'm consistent when people aren't showing up to things I'm consistent in my business I'm consistent and sometimes I don't have results but I'm consistent so you know I'm consistent with personal development sometimes you need to absorb it let it like manifest itself take a break but then I get that niggling part that's like I need a bit more growth next like what's next mm. you know and not in an addicted way, but definitely in a way that I'm like, okay, what's this next layer? And I said to you on, before we started recording on this call, Oz, like I just came back from a bit, really big conference. We've just had a couple of really big um, big months. And I was kind of like went into that conference going, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like there's another up-leveling. And I walked away and I had no idea what it would have been. But my up-leveling, I walked away from this like revelation where I was like, where it just revealed itself to me, like in like chaos and at a gala dinner and stuff like that. And someone picked up on it and I was like, huh, triggering. Okay, maybe. And then the next day I sat with myself and I had my journal out and I was like, yeah, I do need to look at the idea that maybe I think I'm not enough or maybe I don't believe in myself. And I'm like, this is my next layer. This is my next, you know, up leveling sort of thing. Even though I have confidence and I believe in myself and I'm worthy, this is the next layer of that, you know? Yeah. I was, um, I was having a conversation earlier. I love all those pieces that you shared. Um, it, it brings me to this, like, it reminds me of this conversation earlier that I was having with um, someone. Um, the way that I see these times is, or these triggers, right? The, you know, that I just want to talk triggers for a second. Um, there, there is, such a thing in the personal development realm of 
of quote unquote triggers and uh, or, or even just in life, really, to be honest. And I think we've even had this conversation before. Anyway, it's almost like in the body, life is trying to pour through us smoothly, beautifully. It's trying to flow through us to this state of liberation and euphoria. And what I see these triggers are is like life bumping up against the edges of these little bumps that are stuck in our body that's showing us, oh, hang on a second, here's a little bump that that isn't smooth, you know? How can you feel this in order for it to really like release from the body and, and clear this, this little bump out? It's almost like life is guiding us to the little bumps that maybe we haven't yet looked at or maybe we haven't um yeah to to help smooth it out like it's actually such a beautiful thing and you know I feel like sometimes we can shy away from triggers and this is why I love what you're saying um Beck because triggers are there to open us and for us to yeah find the truthful pieces in and to look at those truths and to acknowledge the parts of ourselves where perhaps there is like another little aspect where we are not backing ourselves or where, you know, like you said, oh, I, maybe I don't feel fully enough. It's like, oh, okay. There's another little part of me that's, that's needing to be felt. And it's just really beautiful that this has come up because I feel that there's a rearranging in society around that because I feel like triggers along the journey to what you're saying with the body image and the, the even the finances as well. Like it will bring up triggers. <laughs> like we, have triggers. So much, we have so much shame. We have so many stories. We have so much like judgment and criticism and that shit's like l- super low vibration. This is why I say when you can love your body, you can create abundance. Like you, when you can sit there and create this level of acceptance, then love, approval, then love, you can actually take away shame and criticism. When you, when you realize that your thunder thighs are actually your mother's way of referring to her body and you just learned to say that about yourself and then you go, actually, A, I don't have thunder thighs, whatever that looks like, but B, I actually just have thighs. Like I have thighs and I can love thighs. Like if you were going to get your leg chopped off or you had to start loving your thunder thighs, like I'm pretty sure that you're going to start going, okay, fuck, I can do that. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no real difference between that and then going, oh, you know what? People with money are like, you know, for me, a big money story was I have to be stressed out and I have to have chaos to be rich because that's what my dad was. He was a work workaholic and, you know, it was stressful in our house. And I, you know, we both worked obviously in what in our jobs in our twelve week challenges, and I burnt myself out in that role. Yeah, that was, and it's subtle. I thought that was the only way that I was going to be able to be, and I got paid really well in that role, and I thought that was the only way. And so, you know, network marketing and the team that obviously support me in my coaching as I up level each time, um, you know, they're the people that allow me to recreate those stories because I see people with lots of time, lots of money, coaching me and pulling me up some in some places in my life where I can actually, you know, create a better system, be more efficient with my time, put myself first before everything else. And they mm-hmm. hold me accountable to that stuff. 
And that's mm-hmm. stuff that a lot of people don't see in our industry is all of the coaching side of things. And that's why I say like I, like I am an activator. That's what we do. We market and we share stuff, but we activate people when we're truly in this as like a career business. And some people aren't. Some people are here to just to get a bit of extra cash. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life and my time. Yeah. And I feel like that's, um, you know, it's, it's such a transmission piece when people are actually fully engaged in the wholeness of what they truly love to be doing, but also the truth of themselves as well. It's, it's, it transmits into their cellular being, which just changes them by even just being around you, you know, um, yeah, t- tell let's talk a little bit more about money. I love that. Um, <laughs> it, well, is there anything in particular that you want to that you want to say around this? Because you've been jamming out a, a, a lot lately on this, which I love. I love hearing I conversations about prosperity, about about money, about money. Like I think it is the unearthing of money, sex body like yes let's bring it all to the surface let's I actually said to uh, maybe I said this to you anyway I was like I would love it if everyone's bank accounts were online and able to be seen like I think that would be absolutely amazing I would love that imagine that if you could look at someone who you admire someone who you respect um someone who you think has a lot of money and see their bank account because I know for myself when I've looked at people like that money holds a level of power because we've been taught that it does so we place power we attach power to money right therefore it 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 um pedestal and pit I think is what you're kind of doing yeah pedestal and pit exactly and so I just think how incredibly exhilarating it would be and freeing and liberating it would be if everyone's bank statements and bank accounts were accessible online Mm. free for everyone to see like why not it's it's like when you're I had a friend say to me once if I can just weigh and be skinnier than her then I'll feel like I'm better than her and I'm like that's who we've that's what we've created in society and it's the same with money, you know, how many people are like, like, I'm loving, I'm loving the Defender Range Rover right now, right? Yeah. Well, there's parts of me that's like, people who have that, like, that's $120,000 car, people that have that car, and I love my car, like, we love our car. But I see this like really cool, like, and the new one's kind of like my car, which is an FJ Cruiser. So it's kind of got this ugly blockness to it. I really like it. Um, but the, the one that I love, it's, yeah, it's a $120,000 car. And I'm like, whenever I see it, what comes into my head, those people must have so much money. Like what do they do for a living that they driving around a $120,000 car, but maybe they have a $120,000 in debt, which is still okay. You can make choices to pay something off over time without judgment or criticism or shame at all. Like I think a lot of people, I grew up in a family where it was like cash is king. You can't get loans for things that's shameful. It's like, no, no, no that's just a choice that I'm doing. You know, and so like, just I'm not even like, let's go back to the word trigger. I'm not even triggered by saying things like that. Like, it's also an up leveling. You're also like, well, I've got to make this money now to make this, these payments on this like expensive car or whatever. 
And so that's, I guess, in that paradigm where you're talking about, you know, it kind of represents X, Y, Z. And then you're like, well, they must be better than me because my car is actually a Corolla. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's just, it's, it's a story that we create. Um, when it comes to money, like love and business are completely correlated. They're not mutually exclusive. Love and business. In fact, business is actually, if you go into business with yourself, it's actually the biggest self-development tool you'll ever have because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all of this shit comes up and a lot of people quit business or, you know, when you speak to big entrepreneurs, they've probably been bankrupt multiple times. They yeah. have this profoundly abundant relationship with money or they mm-hmm. back themselves. I know our business is $165 to get started. And some people really are like, that's so expensive. I remember when I, like I was in an abundant mindset when I, I was like, that's so cheap. Yeah, it was too cheap because people are like, yeah. but what they're really saying is I don't back myself or believe in myself enough to put that 165 up or borrow it or whatever to or take it out of savings yeah. to make some money here. Like, and I see it, I don't coach in any other business except for ours. So obviously it's through the marketing plan, but I, I've seen it a lot with like diets and stuff like that as well, where people sabotage themselves with money. Money's like, it's a resource. If we vote with our dollar, I work with ambitious mums because I know that they want to get that paycheck back into their bank account. Mm. It's very disempowering to have a bank account that you share with your partner or your husband, but have to ask for permission. You know, it's very disempowering to know that one out of two, two marriages end in divorce, divorce, and 80% of women who are underneath the poverty line were not there before they had kids. So say that again, 80% of women were not under the poverty line before they had kids yeah right okay and it's something in like, australia do you know it's australian stats and i think it's something like we have 13 years less of superannuation than a man at the end of their life and it works out to be like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars because we take time out to look after the children yeah you know, and it's fine. Like I understand that this is why network marketing is empowering. It's why this, it is why a lot of moms do it. It's why I did it. I was like, I want to start this thing. And I know there's stigma around it and there's shame around it. And there's all that sort of stuff. Um, we, I align with a company who does it and I was introduced to it in a really nice way. Mm. And I try and like, you know, continue that evolution of that. But having money, whether it is network marketing or whatever, I don't care what you do create your own income and you will feel empowered. You can vote with your dollar. If you don't want the money in your bank account, set it up in a charity debit every single week. Mm. Like whatever it means to you. For me, it's choices. For me, it's, you know, choices to have the lifestyle that we have. My husband comes and meets me every week, every week that I go to the groceries, he meets me at the, you know, the back door of my car and helps me bring groceries in. I'm like, that is so amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about reduced stress. You know, we decided to both take a chance and work from home because he had a health scare, a cancer in his elbow. And that was really full on at the time, but we didn't have a plan B and we were working really hard in a coffee shop and traditional business at the time. And it just wasn't working for us. And so we took the chance and we did the online thing and I've always seen the online world and loved it, but it takes, it takes resilience and it takes consistency to get momentum or you might get momentum in the start, but then you're going to hit an upper limit at some point as well. But money is empowering. If you put money in the hands of the, of the of people with, of good people, it impacts and changes the world. Mm. There are so many mumpreneurs and women 
who are creating their own income. They're resourceful, they're resilient, they're consistent, and they're changing the world. Like, you know, it's it's all of those old paradigms are just, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the political side of things, but there's a lot of stuff that has been smashed to pieces, like a lot of old paradigms. And money is one of those things where there's no shame in saying the word money. Mm. There's absolutely no shame in having it. If you have it and you spend every single dollar to the, you have more month at the end of the, at the end of the money, you've got to work on your, your ability to have overflow. Like you've got to start looking at what relationship do I actually have with money here? Like if you're one of those people that, you know, sabotages, so you sabotage with the Coke and the Fredo Frog on a Wednesday night on your third day of your your diet, maybe that diet, which is all or nothing, isn't for you. If you're getting a paycheck and it's, it could be the 60 grand or 160 grand, but you still don't have any money left at the end of the month, you got to look at your management side of things. And women aren't taught to manage money. Mm. And a lot of mums and a lot of grandparents who have been mums for a long time weren't given that empowerment tool. And we need to start having this conversation and, you know, it's self-worth hugely. I don't know. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> no money. There was no, there was no question. It was just like, let's, let's chat money. Buy back your time with money. You make decisions around what money means to you every single day when you spend it and you, you know, create it. And I'm, I'm not perfect with money. I love money, but I always know there's enough of it. But for a while I was physically anxious that there wasn't enough like scarcity mindset and that that physical anxiety even though I love my body that physical anxiety around money I was like this is a mindset thing this is not a physical thing here because my husband's like we'll be fine like everything's okay you know and I'm like we don't have enough we've got kids and all that sort of stuff so so how did you how did you then Beck get from there because I've got so many stories around money that I want to share as well like how did you get from that um to then actioning and and being in this in this place like how did you go from you know feeling that feel in your body because I'm, I'm sensing that it was like this fear of like oh we haven't got enough yeah to then taking action on what you needed to in order for it to come in like what was the process for you oh so much <laughs> I did a course I did Denise Duffield Thomas's course first yep um and I realized like there was a lot of stuff that would come up, like, um, like I was, I was like the whole manifesting thing. It's not natural for me at all, but I think this is the next, next piece for me specifically. But when it came to Denise's course, I put things into play. Like I was like, I, I really looked at my stories. I really looked at my family stories and what I had created from the family and the and the, the the home that I grew up in, like I really looked at that because I was like, okay, well, where did they come from? And then I kind of like pieced, like I was saying to you when I was a personal trainer, I really pieced together that I was like, oh, money equals stress and stress and like overwhelm and loud and angry and workaholic. And I was like, I was definitely a workaholic. Mm. I was definitely burnt out. And I got taken out of an industry I really truly loved mm-hmm. and went and tried a new thing. My, my, my limitations look like success. They're really sneaky. They're really subtle. They're really sneaky and they can be justified very easily. Mm. So my limitations always look like get in fast, do the actions, grow the business, get it done. And then if it didn't work out, which was our second coffee shop, 
it didn't work out. And we were like, oh, well, that's all right. We'll make that money back. Like we had started to click into the abundance side of things. I just didn't know how to start manifesting and attracting and creating abundance. Um, I did know, however, and I know you've known this through that job, um, that when you help people, abundance comes to you. Yeah. I did a feng shui, feng shui course. Um, so I put a lot of like when our life was pretty crazy, we were doing all the things, ticking the boxes, working hard, taking risks, um, doing all that stuff, but not making money. And I was like, what is going on here? Like I'm doing it all. Like what am I missing? So we put crystals in certain parts of our room. I got someone to come and like paid like $1,200 for a course where someone was like um, looked at this, the, the like everything about our house, like it had a lifeblood, you know, when it was built, when it was renovated, yeah. the compass decision side of it, the numbers, everything put together. And then they spat out like, oh, this is what you need to do to balance things. Yeah. So I looked at things like, like water. yeah, water. Like if you have moving water in a specific quadrant of your house, you would be able to create that flow on effect. Mm. Uh, you know, if you have an open front door and then you have a garage at the back, it's like money coming straight through. But if you put a mirror, then it's going to keep it back in there. Mm. Like, like I was like, what physical things I decluttered a lot of stuff. I made sure that it was very clear in my, in my space and cleaning and clearing things out. Like my clothes, like how was I showing up? You know, what was I wearing? Like I was working from home and I'm like, I love that. Like I can, you know, party on top and like, you know, pajamas at the bottom. I think that's really cool. But was that, is that really, I like, would that be really be the identity of somebody who has an abundant bank account? Mm. And unless you can go, you know what, I'm the rich, you know, um, I'm the most financially abundant, um, barefooted beach bum. Like unless you're fully, completely aligned with that or you have a vision of that and you're like, that's who I'm going to be. Um, it's really hard to step into that belief of that. So I decluttered mm. my physical stuff and I decluttered and then I started decluttering my mental stuff. Mm. so and you know the formula for this is the same formula for um you know loving your body and loving your money and really being okay with that word um is acknowledging so really leaning into that fear which I know I love doing and I know you love doing was but not everyone loves that Mm. so it's just acknowledging like what are my stories right now put them on paper I can tell you if you haven't been journaling journal put it in black and white you can actually see it it's not in your head anymore. You can actually see it and go, okay, that's what I think. Okay, cool. And just be like, I don't, I don't know if I need to change it or not. I'm just going to put it out there and I'm just going to see it in black and white. So I can actually just kind of just work it out. Um, so there was that. And then there was like, so you go like acknowledging, then you just, just smash yourself with forgiveness. Forgiveness for all the judgment, all the criticism, all the everything psychologically. You know, if your parents have said something to them and you're angry and you're resentful for, towards them, you have to forgive them. Um, and then it's kind of like, let go, have some fun with it. You know, how can you play with money? How can you recognize that you already have a lot of abundance? And I don't mean like waters in your tap abundance. I mean, like maybe if you went into your wallet today, is it messy? Does it need decluttering? Are you just filling it with like receipts? Or could you actually, and a, a red wallet's obviously a prosperous wallet. That's a really good tip. Um, or are you actually, you know, like when we were selling our first, uh, you know, change all your passwords to like my, my, my Aaron, my husband's name is Aaron and he's, he's got an abundant mindset. You know, that's just who he is. He's actually Aaron Craig millionaire in my phone. So he calls me and I see that name. 
<laughs> Very, and when we were selling our coffee, our first coffee shop, the password, I changed all my passwords to 90K um, coffee shop sale. Mm. You no, know, 99K. It was, and, and you've got to visualize it. And to be honest, a lot of the time, you know, when people say I want to earn 10 grand a month, you're like, well, have you already like brought that into your stratosphere? How specific are you being? Is it 10 grand with you and your partner? Is it 10 grand in like, you know, maybe you've gone and sold some house stuff or you've gone and made 10 grand on a, on a thing, but you actually just, you actually want 10 grand a month as your wage. Mm. How specific are you being? And go into your wallet. Like, do you already have, like, if you're like, I don't have any money. I'm like, that's literally the thing that's, is that actually true? Do you actually have no money or do you have a $20, you know, Visa card wallet right now? Mm. and you actually have $20. So what's the truth here? So it's always just like, what's the truth? Where's the story? And then how can we let go of it? And then it's all about like, how do we move our state around this? Like it's feeling funky. Are you going to do that somatic type of, you know, release? Are you going to do breath work? Find a holistic modality, whether it's exercise or yoga or breath work or rebirthing. Find something that's just going to shift some energy for you and help you move on through the next thing you've got all the answers like all the answers are already there you just need to uncover them and sometimes it's a matter of like finding the modality that's going to work for you mm. and then make your state like for me journaling and you know brain dumping onto pieces of paper <clears throat> change my state dancing changes my state mm. you know it's so simple and it's so like like boring for a lot of people who might be deeper than that but it changes my state and this is what I teach this is why I work with the general population of people um you know I'm not I don't need to go super deep with people when we first converse and exchange energy but I'm here to help activate that little bit even if your activation is you know what I was looking at like what Beck does but I don't think it's going to be for me so I'm going to go find something else I'm like epic go like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> activate you and I don't know where you are in your journey until we converse yeah yeah, yeah. I love that um it's I I wholeheartedly love all of that stuff and I I think even you know even just conversations around anything that's underground mm. is so therapeutic and um incredibly uh altering in general like incredibly activating I, um, I've had experiences with this, uh, myself. So, so one of my stories that I was told growing up is money doesn't make you happy. So I got to a stage where I was like, so happy. I was like, yeah, I'm really happy, but I was so poor. (laughs) And I was like, you happy. Money does make you happy. Money does make you happy. It literally amplifies what's actually sitting in the person um and this was another story as well is like oh um that's what money does to you right like money is this evil thing but actually it's not it's literally just an amplification it magnetizes to the surface what is already existing within us so if our intentions are pure if they are good if they are truthful and authentic then that's what's going to align and 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 magnify itself to the surface um I spend so much money on my team I'm like uh, to the point where I was like okay I'm spending almost my whole paycheck like what am I doing because I'm so I'm very generous I have a big heart I'm very generous and then I was like sabotage back like hang on so then I had to 
just spend a, the portion that I could allow for that, that would then put my first self first. Again, this is a self-care lesson is I'm like, I love money, but like, and I love spoiling people and that's who I am and I'll continue to do that forever. But what quadrant of this bank check can I do that too so that I'm not sabotaging myself, you know, and burning out and doing all the stressful stuff? Totally, totally. Um, the other experience I've had as well is, you know, I've had tens of thousands of dollars in my bank account and still gotten to the state. Like this is going from like nothing to like, yeah whoa, I've got like all this money, you know, just, just sitting there. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just in like, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, it's actually, it's not about money. It's about the fact that I, it's about my worthiness. It's about my purpose. It's about, I have no idea it's not even anything external. It's all in relation to me and how intimate, how intimately I know myself. The belief in yourself's way more, um, way more shifting, and way more, belief in yourself is the, is way more important than the result. So okay. you can like you can actually create like a ComBank app change the numbers, make it something else and look at that every day and feel really abundant versus what you actually have in the bank. And oh, that's cool. <laughs> make it your screenshot, like make it your screensaver and be okay with that money. Like consistently I'm okay and I'm comfortable and I am open to having overflow. It's having more than I need. I, it's safe for me to have more than I need. Yeah, I think I think that's a really big piece to touch on is the safety piece because it's it's a nervous it's actually a nervous system thing in in my professional and and personal experience is it like it's it's all energy so having that amount of energy running through the system c- can feel unsafe like it feels unsafe to mm-hmm. have what it is that we truly actually deeply desire mm-hmm. um, because we've essentially been taught the opposite. So our nervous system only knows the safety and the comfort of that thing. So I love that you brought that up. People are scared to have joy. That's for sure. Totally. Totally. That's why your stuff is so important because you're like, no, no, we're going to get uncomfortable. And I'm always like, huh, yes, I know. (laughs) In a really great way, in a like, yeah, you know, let's really like let's shoot for the stars and and what are, what are we kind of bumping into on the way <laughs> to landing on the stars you know let's aim for the heavens and everything that every layer within the atmosphere that stops us from getting there like how do we just journey through same with your consistency Beck. you know I don't feel like we're naturally born with this like there would have had to have been something within you that would have gone, okay, I just have to like be consistent. It would have been a muscle essentially that you would have had to build. I'm going to guess. hundred percent. You don't wake up knowing that you have to brush your teeth every day. You learn exactly. it. Do it. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's the same template for everything. Absolutely mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, for you, it's, it's like, how do we, incorporate this consistency how do we just continue doing this thing for me it's like how do we aim for the stars and continue building the muscle of being able to feel the feelings along the way and open yeah and, um you know if it, same template just in different 
areas that all bring this state of openness and liberation. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to drop in? Uh, no, I mean, money is good. <laughs> yes. It's safe to have money. Obviously I'm a marketer. So I'm going to say if anyone does want more money and they want to work with me, obviously like reach out and let's chat. Um, um like I just like just start talking about it even if it's writing it down you know the word money is not shameful it's not you know it's not something to judge anybody on it's not a critical thing like abundance it's it's for me abundance is such a fluffy word but people love it and I love the like I love abundance obviously and it's everywhere. And when you kind of unlock the idea that you can actually raise your vibration yourself personally by approving who, of who you are right now, you can have every pillar or every column of abundance that you want. You know, for me, as soon as I started to believe in myself and like I could love my body and then I started to work on that money stuff, I was like, okay, I have belief in myself that I can create this. Um, but then I also started to see clarity. And when I started to like get clarity around what abundance looked like for me, I started to move towards it in one realm, but because my brain was starting to think abundantly, I started to learn communication skills in my marriage and we had more abundant time together and more abundant clarity around what we wanted. You know, my kids are always a challenge for me. They're always triggering me. They're always allowing me to like up-level myself and it's not easy. It's so hard, but parenting is about creating abundance and healing your wounds. Like your kids are your mirrors through and through. But yeah, like just start to be okay with the things that feel uncomfortable, even if it's just sitting with them, even if it's just accepting, you know, where you are with your weight right now and going or where you are with your, your, your fat rolls or your cellulite. You know, I think that's the thing that people see with me. I'm sharing this vulnerability in a really fun, stupid way. And they're kind of like, that's so confident. And for me, actually like growing confidence was making TikToks and putting that out there and being that person. And, you know, um, that was kind of easy when I started, but kind of not. And the more I do it now, the less I care. And the, then I get hear back from people like you've helped me or you, it's done this to me or it shifted something to me. And I'm like, it's not about me. Like, it's not about what I look like. There's a bigger impact here. And so, you know, st work on yourself, work on your stories, but find people that you relate to that are giving people permission slips and, you know, like go and fight if money is a trigger for you or if you're sabotaging yourself consistently with money like lean into it and just go and like dabble in stuff go and like um you know youtube there's a lady called amanda francis she's very amazing she's very american um go and listen to some of her meditations you know when it comes to body love find the thing that works for you obviously follow me on socials and if that relates to you awesome but that you know and this is the conversation and this is where my socials are going to be shifting slightly which might change it or trigger it or you know bring in a whole new conversation for a lot of people but you know I'm going to be talking more about money now because I feel like it's something I'm ready to do more of mm -hmm. but I feel like it's something we all need to have permission slip to do more of yes I love that you're going to be talking more about money I think <laughs> it's such a zone of genius like Oh, I, I love that. Thank you. I was like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to move from body confidence to money. And I'm like, I love that you're like, well, I mean, it's, it's all related. Like, I really feel like 
so the body, like even back in the personal training days, you know, the body image, the, the financial abundance, like it really is how do we marry the two together? I, I, and I feel that they're so your zone of genius in terms of, you know, I am woman in this world and I get to be financially abundant. I get to feel really good in my body. I get to wear whatever the hell I want to wear. And <laughs> look at me who doesn't want to feel this good who doesn't want to have this life who doesn't want to live the life that they want to be living you know yeah, yeah. it's totally available to everybody um we just need to and uh, women specifically mums especially um we don't have clarity around what we want because there's a level of gaslighting in society for women there just is and that's okay we're working on it and so what we need to do is like get clarity around what it is that we want and actually step into well how could like so I speak to so many people so many mums who are like I just don't know what I want I'm like well this is why you feel empty because you don't have that direction you don't know what you're moving towards and you don't so then you can't reverse engineer that and so when you actually can go no 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 this is what I want and steps along the way, build that belief and confidence. That's when you go, well, I can have anything now. Mm. Like if I want $300 a month, I can make that. Mm-hmm. You can make $300,000 a month. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the new, le- new level, new devils. But at the end of the day, like it's just about building belief. Mm. Which is mindset. Perfect. <laughs> uh, is there anything else I want to ask you? Do you know what, if you want to contact Beck and you want to ask her about anything else, because I feel like I could chat to you all day about everything. Um, But I feel like everyone who's listening to this just gets to contact you directly. Um, I will pop your details in the show notes and they can just contact you. I love that. (laughs) Time to go. People are ringing me already. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Energetically transmitting. Um, Yeah, perfect. You know, I I feel like this leaves opening a whole world of things. So follow her on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Do you have a website? I do. I think it's like www.betcraig.com. Yeah, but you're mostly on Instagram though, aren't you? Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. epic, perfect. Send me a message. But yeah, I feel like thank you for having me in this as well. I'm in the new, it's a birthing of a new, a new conversation, a new empowerment. And I'm really excited to sort of see where it takes me and, you know, attract some people in there. So, you know. Yes, I'm so supporting you. So supporting you, babe. I feel like, yeah. I just want to have multiple conversations with you about this. Um, Thank you so much for joining. For anyone who wants to contact Beck, contact her and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on the Liberate podcast. Remember, deep unbridled pleasure, love and freedom is your absolute birthright. If you've loved this episode, head to Apple Podcast or iTunes, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join me next time for another wildly liberating and deeply enriching conversation. See you then.